Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD, we're in the teeth of the baseball offseason. We had a fun football weekend. I watched Red Zone the whole time on Sunday. Not sure I've ever done that. Uh, I was just kind of, was just couch out of it all day. Uh, Offseason is going, as you know. Glass now trade, you heard it here first, basically. Maybe I moved a little quick on it. Ken Rosenthal reported it. I don't know. And it turned out it was right. Boom. Uh, Jung-Ho Lee basically happened last episode when we were going. Covered that. It's been slightly quiet since then, except for the AL Central, which I want to dive into a little bit. And we're all still waiting for Yamamoto to sign with BBD's Yankees. So, uh, for now, I want to get into my guy Trevor Plouffe's AL Central a little bit because... The baseball world we live in right now, someone's going to win the AL Central. Uh, That team will make the playoffs. Also, if another team gets their act together in the AL Central, they could win a wild card. Because if they're a solid team, they could end up winning high 80 games. uh, Because the Central just ain't it. Uh, Sorry, Central. But, like, some of the roster stuff and depth, which I want to go through... um, it's just not in a good place right now. And if we're being honest, a lot of it's payroll, man. Like these, uh, the Royals gave out a contract uh, to Seth Lugo, which is their fourth largest ever free agent or contract extension ever. So you're competing on a totally different scale unless you have like a, a golden rebuild uh, where you're kind of like, the Royals that got it done, 2014-2015 range. Um, but I actually like the move. So a lot of moving parts there uh, to start. So I'll go into it a little bit. I want to start with the Royals because they've got a couple things going on. They signed Hunter Renfro. Sure, Hunter Renfro had a down season for him that was still 20 homers. Um, leading up to that, he was 30 like clockwork. The deal is pretty team-friendly. Um They did one year with an option for pretty much all of these guys, which I think leaves them in a good spot. If the things things don't go the Royals' way this season, which there is a chance after 56 and 106 last year that these guys aren't going to be the difference necessarily. But I kind of like what they did because they also have Vinny Pasquantino coming back to their lineup. You know I'm a little biased to Vinny. But more walks than Ks. Like, go look at his stat page. It's really impressive. Vinny Pascantino will be back for them. That's a really solid first baseman, plug and play in the middle and top of the lineup. Cool. Hunter Renfro should be a fine five or six hitter. And right now they have him slotted in the five with Salvador Perez, big Salvi. You know he's going to be a constant threat. Bobby Witt Jr., who's a superstar. I, man, he got. Bobby Witt Jr. picked the bad year to have Ronald Acuna happen. Bobby Witt Jr., 30 homers, 49 stolen bases. That's a superstar. Uh, He should only get better. Like, I don't know, Trev compared him to Trey Turner one day, and I was like, ooh, I love that. Trey Turner didn't have 30 homers at age 23. Um, That's impressive stuff. And they have MJ Melendez at the top of their lineup who, hey, he's going to be 25 next year. If he gets a step better, he's a solid ball player. You have half a lineup 
Then there's a couple. Eh, Nelson Velasquez hit more homers than I thought in a little at bats last year. Like maybe that's a guy for you. It starts to get thin with names, but there's like half a lineup there that maybe, okay, can I do something with that? Rotation is currently Cole Reagans, who they got from the Chapman trade, Waka and Lugo, who, if those are two guys that ended up on a good team in the back of a rotation, we would really like that signing. Seth Lugo, 26 starts at 357 last year. Sure, that's pretty solid. Michael Waka. 24 starts, a 3-2-2. So if Michael Waka was a good team's fourth or five, we would have really liked that signing. So the Royals have something at the top of their rotation. No one, no two, maybe three threes. Um, Half a lineup. And then they signed a bunch of bullpen dudes. Nick Anderson, Chris Stratton, who looked uh, solid after the trade. Will Smith couple Texas Rangers, so they know how to win. The Royals feel better with a few signings. Vinny Pasquantino should be back. It's what does that do in the AL Central? Do I think where the Royals are currently at, they can compete for the AL Central? No. Uh, do I think they're getting close to, could we have a fun summer where we're around 500? People talk Bobby Witt Jr. MVP for two months. We're getting near that, which, hey, that can affect... That's a slice on the pie chart. It's something. In today's modern-day wild card, and you're going to hear this a lot, unfortunately, on Talking Baseball in here, but the Diamondbacks making the World Series last year, if you can hang around 500 and be in a wild card chase, that's something now. That's something now, which I know some baseball purists don't like, and I get their reasoning, if I'm being honest, but that's how they're going to operate as a business. Royals spent some money. No one had them doing that. Not a lot of other top prospects on the way, which is a little scary. Uh, But they're positioned in a central to maybe fight for 500, which now means something. So that made me think, let's jump around the central a little bit. And what else do we got here? The Chicago White Sox? No. You weren't going to get the same speech from me. Um Man, the White Sox early are looking scary and not in the fun way. They have Luis Robert Jr., who he had 38 homers and 20 stolen bases. That's a pretty crazy season. So they have their star. Around him, it's Benintendi, Andrew Vaughn, who I've liked, but you know he finished with 21 homers last year, which that kind of feels like an Andrew Vaughn lane. Maybe he gets a step better. Moncada's had a couple weird years. Eloy's been hurt every year. And then it's Oscar Colas, who was very bad last year. Their middle infield is listed as Paul DeYoung and Nicky Lopez right now. If you've heard me talk, I'm starting to kick into old baseballisms because I think they matter. I think strength up the middle is a th- serious thing in baseball. Paul DeYoung, Nicky Lopez, and Max Stassi. And I think he'll split time with the big prospect, Corey Lee, at catcher. But that White Sox lineup, if you take out Luis Robert, I don't know. I don't know. I know you could say a similar thing with Bobby Witt, although I'm probably higher on Vinny. And, hey, Big Salvi's had some big years too. Um, Lineup feels tough, and their rotation is currently listed. Dylan Cease, who's probably getting traded. 
So I think a lot of people are factoring him off the roster. Their two-starter right now is listed as Eric Fetty, who went overseas to the KBO, pitched well. His last time in the States, he wasn't great. We've seen a couple guys come back over to the KBO, and they get better, and they work on their spin rate, and they have success, which is nice. That being said, Eric Fetty is your two next year. I don't know how excited you could get on that. Michael Kopech, we love the arm talent. Last year he had a 5-4-3 in 129 innings. Their four is Mike Soroka, who I don't know what you can pencil him in for. Uh, and in their five slot right now, they have Tuki Toussaint, who's been a waivers guy the past couple years. Not a lot to love in their bullpen. Right now it lists my guy Davey Garcia in the middle of their bullpen. Uh, if you had, if I had to pick right now, I'd pick Royals pretty easily over the White Sox, um, which is a really sad state of that franchise that's two years removed from World Series hopes. Baseball moves fast sometimes. So I didn't want this to come across as a, I love the Central. Uh, I wanted it to come across where I started as like, hey, if you can do something in the Central, that matters in baseball seasons now more than ever. Uh, the Royals, I think they're a lot closer to, to can do something than the White Sox are. But this is where the conversation got fun for me. The Detroit Tigers, they technically finished second in the Central last year, 78-84. and 84. They did have Erod, who had a good year and got a good contract, and he's out of town. Uh, they've lost some other pitchers, uh, Matt Boyd, Cisnero, Spencer Turnbull. Uh, they're out, but in Kenta Maeda and Jack Flaherty. Uh, if you're looking for a rehab project guy, Jack Flaherty, not bad, right? Young enough, it's a, it's a pitcher's ballpark. You know we're obviously a little biased here, but there's a formula to like there. Uh, Scooble, they're one of the pitching we've gone through he had 15 starts last year to the tune of a 2-8. If that guy gets a full year in, okay, that's something you can believe in. He's going to be 27. I like Maeda, especially at that ballpark. Matt Manning, former first-round pick, he had 15 starts last year, a 3-5-8. Could that get better as he's turning 26? Reese Olsen, 18 starts, a 3-9-9. He's 24 right now. I think he was he in that no no that six. I think I think so. combined no no. I think he started off. Hey, maybe we <clears throat> cling on to something like that a little too much. But he's young; he could get better. Pieces that they should, um, like right now, Bo Brisky's pitched for them and gotten starts. He's currently listed in their bullpen. Uh, there was a couple of other depth guys who have pitched. Casey Mize, one one pick. So now we're in the seven starting pitchers. Uh, Gibson Long pitched a little bit for them last year. Uh, Alex Fido, he's pitched for them at the big league level. So, remember when we were laughing at the Tigers? Not laughing. Sorry, Tigers fans. Some of the, the Tigers had some serious injuries. It's not guys that are necessarily life-changing players individually, but they've kind of got a whole rotation back from injury with some potential in Maeda and Flaherty if they click. I'm starting to see something there with the Tigers. Their bullpen had some guys have some nice years. 
Lang, Foley, Vest, Holton. Those guys are all solid. They added Andrew Chafin. Okay, the Tigers might be able to pitch next year, which, again, two teams we've gotten through the Central. I don't know if you could say that yet. Their lineup, second half gets a little scary again. Uh, although Jake Rogers hit 20 homer, 21 homers last year, he's listed as their nine-hole catcher. That's how many homers Andrew Vaughn had last year. Javi Baez, discuss how you want. I don't know what to do with that. It's been so bad. You'd like to think there's something in there that's not that, but I don't know. He's also 31. It's a little scary. I get it. He still makes plays defensively that it's like, okay, so you care? I don't know. I'm going backwards in their lineup. That's weird. It currently lists Zach McKinstry at second. Don't necessarily love that. I thought there are some second basemen available. Let's see if they get involved in that market. Um, Matt Veerling put together an okay season. Trev likes him. Not excited about him, if I'm being honest. This is where I get excited. Mark Canna comes over. He's really solid. He's Mark Canna. Go look at his baseball reference page. A contributing player. Kerry Carpenter had a breakout year. He's 26. If you believe in that to get better, okay. Spencer Torkelson got a lot better as the year went on. Uh, he finished with 31 homers. We've been doing, been doing Jolly's draft videos. 30 homers is a real number. If he can get better from that, which he had a bad first half, this guy is a 1-1 pick. You know, if you start thinking Spencer Torkelson can hit 35 homers next year, that's an impact piece. And he's, that's, got, he's gotten better like every half year of Major League Baseball he's put together. It's four homers better. I think Spencer Torkelson could do that. Riley Green, 288, 349, a 447 slug. He was uh, 22 for a chunk of last season. He's going to be 23. He is 23 now. What can he get those numbers to? Green and Torkelson. How good your young players get for a lot of these teams is going to what what's going to dictate it because they're not making splashy free agent moves. Walk in Lugo, sorry. Um, I don't know. The Tigers, I don't actually believe in the Royals. Sorry, Vinny Pasquantino, who just started uh, his honeymoon. So I hope he's not just consuming content on the way. Um, I don't actually believe in the Royals to do something. I believe they can have fun. I think Jimmy listed them as could have one good month and enjoy it. Um, I guess I, I want to be a slight tier above that, like makes us talk about them until the trade deadline. But the Tigers, I do think they have potential to actually take a leap. What does that leap mean? Do I think they could win... If I had to place a bet right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook, who, by the way, uh, they've got their deal going per usual, 150 and you'll get, oh, you get five. If you bet five bucks, you get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Okay. So what I was going to say, I mean, they're doing this for the NBA right now. If you gave me an over-over of 500, over-under for 500 for the Tigers, I'd go over. I kind of believe right now. Feels like we could get a good return on that. I think you could because it's probably set back at 78. Let's check it out in a little bit at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. Use code BAKERS. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, ages vary by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So the Royals and Detroit became the exercise for me where I was like, okay, Detroit, I've got a tier above them. I'm half into it. I could see the things clicking there. Detroit's a good sports town. They've been, this whole journey was supposed to be a winner. And if like a Matt Manning could bounce back or one of those wild card things that can change your season, I think they're positioned okay for that. The two teams that have been the class in that division, the Cleveland Guardians, and the Minnesota Twins. Now, the guard dogs fell off last year. 76 and 86. They ran out of pitching. Uh, this was coming off of a great season where they were so young. Baseball changes quick, right? Oscar Gonzalez. You know, guy had a great year. Hit the walk-off in the playoffs. He's gone. For nothing. They just let him go. Waivers to the Yankees. What's their lineup look like? Quan, like him. His numbers weren't great last year. 268, 340. You want a little more than that. He did have a slow start. Andres Jimenez, his numbers, you'd like a little more out of them. Won the Platinum Glove, so nice ball player. Jose Ramirez, you know I love him. Constantly one of the best players in baseball. Naylor ended up with really good stats. Uh, So, okay, we've got a top half of the lineup. Ramon Laureano. Still on Cleveland, picked up from waivers. Where his offensive stats and injuries have been the past couple years, I don't know. They have him in the fifth hole. Bo Naylor, kind of like the brothers and a lefty catcher, so why not? But what are you going to get from him? Having Bringing Hedgie back and having Steven Vogt there, sure, that'll help a young catcher. Yeah, sure. Um, former first-round pick, playing with his bro. I'm about the story. Right now, they're listing Manzardo, the guy they traded for uh, with Tampa for Savale, um, as their first baseman. Hey, he's a big prospect. Maybe it clicks next year, and that's one of the young players we're talking about. List their shortstop as Brian Rocchio. Rocchio? Not sure if I'm saying it right. Two shortstop, or two young players, top 40 prospects at big positions. That's a big variance. If those guys are good, <laughs> I think we'll be talking pretty good about the guard dogs. Uh, Miles Straw, patrolling center, really struggled with the bat last year. Um, let's see where that happens. Guy. And they've got a couple other guys they're going to mix in. Uh, Arias played a, a chunk for them last year. Will Brennan. Um, but the lineup, Jose Ramirez. We've talked about the star players on each team. I, I You know, Bobby Witt has an argument against him now, but he's Jose Ramirez. Um, offensively, like, there's MLB guys there, but I'm – the breakout would kind of have to be Naylor. And, like, Josh Naylor, who last year people might consider that his breakout, he had 17 homers. Um, they were last in home runs last year. And I don't, that's just a bad formula. <laughs> like, I know we get on analytics sometimes. Um, now, pitching is where they, again, have a chance to stand out. They still have Class A on the back end. 
Um, and they just have guys that have been doing it back there for a while. They signed Barlow, Henches, Stefan, Sandlin, Morgan, Karinchek. Karinchek listed as their like second to last guy right now. Um, so you can put that as two different things. I think a little down for the player, a little up for the bullpen. They can pitch. Let's see what they do with Shane Bieber. If they trade Bieber, I think they I think they get closer to the Tigers than we think to start the year. Tristan McKenzie, that's a guy we're always going to root for, but coming off of injury. Uh, Tanner Bybee, go look where his stats ended up. 298. 142 innings. It's a vibe. Uh, Logan Allen, who looks solid for them, and Gavin Williams, who he was an intimidating force. So, of all the units we've talked about, the Cleveland starting pitching rotation, that can be a difference maker. We've said that many years. Um, their depth got challenged a little bit last year. Let me see, who would they call up this year? Uh, Curry pitched pitched a good amount of innings at the major league level. Gaddis um, wasn't too pretty. They're still going to have some restrictions. Their high-end potential there. Um, and it's kind of what makes them different. Um, along with this final team, the Minnesota Twins. They were the class of the Central last year. 87 wins. So, again, <laughs> the Minnesota Twins. And I guess this is why this exercise is maybe more interesting to me than some people. Twins are losing Sonny Gray. He was good for them. They lost Maeda. It was an option for them. Uh, Tyler Molly gone. I know he was hurt, but whatever. The Twins haven't made their moves yet, and maybe they're gonna, although they told their fan base that they're cutting salary. Just let's see if they do something. They still have names you like in the lineup, guys who have put together MLB seasons, uh, along with two guys at the top of their lineup, and this is where youth can change it, like, you know, I could be talking about the Guardians with Manzardo and and Raccio and like look look at these guys being studs and hopefully I can start pronouncing his name right. Um Royce Lewis, how do you how do you feel about him going into next year? Probably pretty good. He's had some health things, but Eddie Julian, Trev's guy. So you've got two young bloods there that have already proven it to an extent. Jorge Polanco seems to have a solid MLB season, yet they always want to trade him. Carlos Correa technically had a down year. Like, you'd like to think Carlos Correa is going to do better than that. Max Kepler was good for them last year. Kind of a pivot season for him. Byron Buxton, what do you even slot him in for anymore? Um, but the fact we're talking about Byron Buxton as their sixth option, where I still haven't gotten to Matt Walner and Ryan Jeffers, who had really nice years last year. The Twins still have the lineup and the top of their rotation. Pablo Lopez. ERA finished at 3.66. I know there's a blow-up start in there. I think his is one of the more deceptive ones. Pablo Lopez deserves his flowers. He's one of the better dudes um, at the top of MLB rotation. Joe Ryan is 27. 4.51 ERA last year. So, I don't know. The strikeouts were there. I think that's a little skewed. Uh, Bailey Ober was good for them last year. 144 innings. Right now it's listed Paddock who he looked like the arm talent was back, but he's coming off of injuries. What Chris Paddock are you getting? He found something last year. Let's see what it is. A lot of that was like out of the bullpen. Um, so I don't know what you can look for inning, innings-wise. Louis Varlin, 10 starts, a 4-6-3. Um, and then as their depth pieces go... Um, 
Yeah, I mean, AAA, Simeon Woods Richardson pitched for them. Um, didn't get a full taste, so he'll be 23. Maybe that's... I don't know. I think the Twins rotation might be thinner than we think. Um, if something were to happen to Pablo or Joe Ryan, that rotation actually looks a lot tougher because Sonny Gray was really good. Second in the side. Um, their bullpen did come around last year. Um, Feels like they... Certainly on the field, feel like a match for any of those any of the one year guys. Like a, if they got involved in Frankie Montas, that would be an interesting fit for both parties there. Yes, because uh, their depth right now, kind of isn't where you'd want it to be. Feels like they need to make sure they have at least one more guy that they could start a major league game. Man, Max Kepler with twenty four homers for the Minnesota Twins last year. Nice year. Nice year. Solid contributions. At the end of the day, what are the Twins going to do? Is this it? Are they going to point to youth movement? Um, Because then you're a Royce Lewis injury away, who he's had some injuries from that lineup feeling different, which wasn't actually some of their lineup numbers. Bizarre. Third in home runs last year, the Twins. I want to see if they add to the rotation because you'd really like to think they should. Losing Sonny Gray, the second guy in the Cy Young last year, I think that hurts more than you think. When I originally started the exercise in the shower the other day, I thought the Twins... I think the Twins are going to move further away because they've only lost this offseason. I think once they add, it'll be the Twins to lose but I'm taking a little bit of the Tigers' Kool-Aid for now. Um, and they might not be done. I know we originally when we thought Glaber was on the table, we thought second base. You wonder if they get in on a Jonathan India um, or something like that. A couple other second base options out there. I'm in on the Tigers. Detroit, they used to have a payroll. They're paying Javi a lot. Remember they brought in Javi and Erod? Maybe now's their time. Uh, or... We'll be sad at the Central all year, and it'll be Twins in Cleveland again. Let's do a little football as we wait to see where our guy Yamamoto is going to sign. Yankees, Jeff Passan with a new article on him. Cody Bellinger stuff has been quiet. Matt Chapman front's been quiet. Snell front has been quiet. Uh, wonder, wonder what shoe is waiting to drop there. Cubs, let's see it. Uh, in the NFL this weekend, how about that Saturday slate I warned you guys about? Oh, well, we'll actually go back to Thursday because it's always been a cron pod. And, again, I'm not looking to accept my flowers. Twice I've referenced that saying, which I never do. Raiders won 63-21 to over the Chargers. Forgot about that game. Yeah. Brandon Staley gets fired. Um, I do agree with the policy. It's... Never want to be the guy that's like, oh yeah, that's that's right. And I, but I did kind of allude to that with Staley a couple times. I guess I want to see what Herbert is without him, and Herbert's out for the season, so this was Easton Stick uh, for your Chargers. Um, at one point, this game was forty-two to nothing, and yeah, I, d- I don't know the Raiders, and people got mad at me because I tweeted like, man, the Raiders are playing for their guy right now, Antonio Pierce. I hope he gets a chance at the job. They kind of feel like the Raiders. They feel like they're going to play mean and tough and bully around a little bit. 
uh, after, you know, I didn't say that after they lost 3 nothing to the Vikings, so that's that's playing the result a little bit there. Uh, and for the Chargers, I don't know. I know their home field is supposed to be not a home field advantage at all. I believe in Herbert. There's a bunch of Herbert Belichick rumors over the weekend that I don't know. I know he's... If I was Bill Belichick, I'd probably stay in New England and get the top draft pick I've been waiting for and try to prove myself that way. Uh, a lot of chatter about a, a lot of separation chat. there. Yeah. Just nothing confirmed, pure, right? No. The, nothing that I think was even like a real rumor. Right? Just chattering. People were chattering like it was real. I don't know. That was weird. Uh, Staley, best of luck on the next, next stop. Herbert, I hope they get him with a cool offensive guy because I don't know. I still very much believe in that dude. Raiders are six and eight. Chargers, five and nine. We had a fun NFL Saturday. We're in the Saturday part of the NFL season. Chris Rose on the Vikings Bengals call, which ended up being a great game. Overtime, uh, all time catch by T. Higgins. I guess if you're looking to go down. Uh, YouTube wormhole or Twitter X. Uh, the T Higgins game tying touchdown catch was pretty sick. Browning just threw it up, miracle mode, grabs it, reaches for the pylon in a unique way. Uh, and then they get the field goal in overtime. So Jake Browning with a comeback win. There's also a fun clip of him going around the internet. Uh, I think he lets out a they, you should have never cut me. Uh, cause he was on the Vikings practice squad. For a little bit. So just a reminder that players do think like that. Uh, and a reminder to the reminder. Because there was a little bit of me that thought that was silly. Jake Browning up until that point of his life has never like been cut. You know? <laughs> like all of us dealt with that at a certain point And we're like, screw that coach. I'm better than player XYZ. Why did they make the team over me? His like happened. At the pro level. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Just a fun... Would, like well, One thing to be like, not the starter, and like yeah. not be getting like a chance to play. Jake Brown like He's always his, made any team he's wanted to be High school team on. was the man. On his college team was the man. Uh, and it's dealing with adversity and all that, but I don't know. I thought it f- was funny. That clip came out, and I was like, wow, he, he actually feels that. Like, sometimes that stuff feels for show. Like, they motivate themselves that way. But... He'd probably never been cut from a team before. Someone might question that and be right. Uh, Bengals win 27-24, to 24, like Jake Browning, in on Zach Taylor, the coach. Eight and six Bengals, Vikings, uh, Nick Mullins, tough interception. Uh, Ty Chandler and Jordan Addison, huge games. Fantasy playoffs week for some people. Colts beat the Steelers. Steelers are fading hard, seven and seven. The Colts are eight and six. And they're tied atop the division with Jacksonville and Houston. Your AFC South people. Uh, we'll get to the Jaguars losing in a little bit. People really like the Colts head coach. I always have to look up his name. Shane Steichen? Steichen? I think it's Steichen. Um, he's 38 years old. And he's leading a Colts team that, with their backup quarterback... To a chance to win the division. So people are talking about him, D'Amico Ryans for coach of the year, if you're into that thing. The Colts are 8-6, and six and they've felt somewhat irrelevant since Richardson got hurt, and that's mean. Uh, but they win a lot of games. 
Who do they have left? Let's see it because we're almost in playoff percentage time. At Falcons, should win that game. Falcons just eliminated themselves. Desmond Ritter, tough to watch. Raiders, Texans. I think we might see an Indianapolis playoff game this year. Exciting. And then the last game, my Broncos. You know I'm on the hype train. Sean Payton. We play close. We win close. I really like the under in this game. Lions offense had been sputtering. Not so much. Uh, They punted the first three possessions, I believe, uh, and then they scored a lot. 42 points. They ended up winning 42-7. Five touchdown passes for Goff. Gibbs with 100 yards rushing. St. Brown, 112 through the air. And the Lions just dominated. They're 10-4. That's no joke. Uh, I know the, the frauds term was getting thrown around a little bit. There's some big home and away stuff with them. Uh, but they should host a home playoff game. So if you believe in them for one game. And Detroit, I say this with the Browns a lot. Reminder that that franchise didn't go 10-4. and four. <laughs> Not didn't a lot of 10-4 years. God, really not. Uh, Broncos, I don't know. I'm not shocked. I don't think they can still score with a team by the Lions. Russ got yelled at. People were talking about that a lot. I don't know. Peyton either doesn't trust Russ, or Russ is kind of shook, or it's just a total disconnect. But, yeah, the offense still hasn't been pretty. All their the games they won recently, they won the turnover battle big time, and a lot of those games were really close, too. Whatever. I still kind of like where Peyton's at. I'm over it. Sunday, red zone on the couch. Cleveland Browns. Chris Rose's Cleveland Browns. Flacco. With the comeback late, they win 20-17. to 17. Um, Joe Flacco with a couple big drives, 374 through the air. They're rolling him out, which I think is funny because he was always known as being statuesque, <laughs> but they're kind of rolling him away from pressure, so he just gets a minute to set up and throw. Uh, do what you want with that analysis. Not a lot of rushing the ball in this game. The Bears and Fields had it, and then they almost had the Hail Mary at the end. Uh, we talked about it in the weekly dumb. You've probably seen it by now. Lands right in front of the the group of people in the end zone, and it hits Darnell Mooney in the chest. Uh, would have been a real heartbreaker for the now nine and five Cleveland Browns. I know I give the Brown speech a lot. They're seven and one at home. They're nine and five, and who have their quarterbacks been this year? Deshaun for a little bit. DTR Flacco's throwing the pill. And if you're kind of a sports loser, let me rephrase that. If you're kind of a contract loser, I think Flacco negotiated for each win, he gets 75K. So I don't know. He's got a lot of kids. Root for that. Go Cleveland, go. Nine and five. This one was one of the bigger surprises from the weekend. The Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love figuring it out. His young receivers are looking better on the outside. LaFleur undefeated in December. Remember that stat casually? The Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield come up to Lambeau, hang a 34-burger on him, and beat him by two touchdowns, four passing TDs for Baker, Godwin with 155. Rashad White, the running back, he's the real deal. Uh, He had a touchdown catch that he made look pretty. Baker's Baker, and you might have too strong of an opinion on him either way. He's kind of a solid game manager at this point. And they sneaky have weapons. Like Chris Godwin can still get you a buck 55. 
Mike Evans is really good. Ott in the tight end is solid. White, the running back, like him a lot. Uh, Buccaneers. I guess of that NFC South where I wanted it to be New Orleans. Carolina, no way. Although they get a nice win this weekend. The Bucks have won three in a row. Panthers, Falcons at the Packers. Jaguars next week at home. Jaguars are in a little bit of a slide. Uh, I think that's actually a fun game. And then Saints and then at Panthers, which, hey, maybe they're getting better. Uh, I kind of like the Bucks. I've been rude about the NFC South. Of any of these teams to make the playoffs and they're going to host a home game, I think I'd root for the Bucks. Although the Saints in New Orleans is a little tough, but the Buccaneers are actually kind of fun. Like, we were looking for an NFC South team that could win a game, potentially. I think the Bucks are getting close to that. Three in a row. They have the skill positions. Everyone loves their head coach. Um, he's the head coach of the Jets. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Todd Bowles. Todd. Todd Bowles. He's like so well. Every time I hear an interview with a football person and Todd Bowles comes up, they say he's an awesome dude. So I root for that. Like that. Across sports, basically. Uh, what else? Texans, Titans. This became uh, an ugly game. Levis uh, got taken out late. Uh, we're in overtime. Uh, this was a Case Keenum game because Stroud was ruled out with a concussion. Singletary, late. Breaks one off. Uh, almost the end of overtime. It was looking like we were getting our tie. Texans go to 8-6. and six. The Texans. Where did you have them this year? Uh, again, D'Amico Ryans, if you're giving out Coach of the Year votes. And this was without their quarterback. Case Keenum gets it done. Uh, Fairbairn. I didn't have him as an elite kicker. I think he is. Been uh, doing it. He buried one 54 yards to win it. And, yeah, I think his stats are, as a kicker, are, are where you want your guy to be. And I liked his swag, which normally you walk away looking at a kicker like, I'm not into your swag. Sorry, Harrison Bucker. Dolphins blow out the Jets 30 to nothing. Yikes, Zach Wilson coming off his player of the week. That was over. No Tyreek in that one. Chiefs beat the Patriots. They got flexed out of the Monday night game. Love that, NFL. About that. Chiefs still tried to make it closer uh, then they wanted to. Kadarius Tony like, handed away another interception, and Mahomes was not happy. Tony's like, he's in a weird place, man. When he's silly, running around with the football, making moves, it's like, okay, Kadarius Tony, That's, that's kind of cool. He makes a couple plays a game that you're just like, what is happening? And you start to get why the Giants moved on. And people were saying that the Chiefs should consider moving on. So I don't think they have the option. Not even a real person, kind of. Silly guy. I do like that. Uh, Edwards Alaire had a couple fun runs. I mean, the Patriots are. Taylor Swift was in the building. A lot of Bailey Zappi in this one. Saints beat the Giants. DeVito Mania wears off a little bit. Uh, two field goals in the first half, nothing in the second. Um, anything on your Giants, Beebs? Um, You know, I, I hated in my head being kind of the party pooper on the whole thing, but I was... Uh, I'm a little glad that Devito mania is kind of over. People you hate I mean, Italians. N- well, um, the comparison to Linsanity really pisses me off. That was such a different thing. Linsanity actually like took over the city. Yes, and, like there's a there's just Italian Linsanity people here. Nuts. Like I've watched white guys be good at quarterback before. Event mm-hmm. the whole thing felt like 
po- just points to Dable. I'm like, all right, mm. you pick a quarterback you actually believe in uh, at some point here. I'll believe in Dable. you with a guy you believe in. Uh, and and DeVito's played so much better than I could imagine. Compliments to Dable. Right. Um, Eagles yeah, lose, next lose week. out. Lose out, have fun. Eagles next week. Um, Saints, again, they'll be around it. Falcons, Panthers, really sad Falcons lost. Uh, horrible weather conditions uh, in Carolina. You probably saw some screenshots from the stadium. If you haven't and you want to be kind of sad, go look at that. Uh, as empty as you can almost have an NFL game be. Panthers drive late. Bryce Young in the rain. Uh, I'm not fully sure what's going on with the Panthers coaching-wise. I know they fired Reich. Bryce Young looks small on the field. That was the concern coming out. There's some screen grabs that are like Altuve judge-ish. I don't want to judge a guy on that. I like rooting for short kings, but um, I don't know. Bryce Young, where do you think the stats are? Okay. If I said Mm. touchdowns, interceptions, Bryce Young. I don't know. Like it's I, a tough game. I know. I know Panthers people. I see on the internet, which surprisingly few, their their takeaway has yeah. been like this isn't like on him. Like yeah, he's, been, he's like the vibe around his play has been like fine, but they have nothing, and like the coaching is terrible. I I will guess it's more interceptions. Nine and nine. Okay. So I don't know. Less than a touchdown a game always feels like it kind of hurts. I I guess nothing's decided. It's just tough when Stroud's doing what he's down. down. Yeah. Stroud's down. What you, he's tr- down. you trade up for a guy and yeah. the guy you... It's a sad year. Had. It's a sad year. Uh, but they get their win. Eddie Pinheiro, fun. Rams beat the Commanders. They dominated this game uh, without two pretty bad Kyron Williams fumbles. He ran the ball well, but he did fumble twice. Uh, Commanders wouldn't even have been around at all. Stafford looks pretty good. Uh, people are really respecting the Rams. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're currently in the playoff picture. Uh, Trev's guy, Matt Stafford. McVay, he was the first young beloved coach. Uh, could they win a playoff game? I think they're a win or two away from people believing. Cup has been playing a lot better. Uh, the Puka Nakua hive has slowed down a bit. Uh, but I also think Kyron Williams has kind of climbed up. That that guy can have a big day at running back. Stafford's look good. Rams finish up. Saints at home. It's a winnable game. Giants. Mm-hmm. You want the Giants to lose that game. I'm good with, with, with Rams winning that game. And then at the Niners, in theory, a game that shouldn't have to matter for the Niners. Yeah, they about to do them, but they just clinched their division. So, so yeah, Rams... Rams hype train is starting to pick up a little bit. You know, early weeks, I liked them. I sold. I'll be honest, I sold. uh, But people are coming back to them. And I just like the phrase, I sold. Niners, 45-29 over the Cardinals. Yeah, that's what you'd expect. Purdy's numbers are insane. Uh, Cardinals kept... This game hit a certain point where the Niners were up two to three scores and they kind of just let each other kind of go. Kind of nice. Cardinals can walk away with their head up higher than some other teams. Uh, Bills Cowboys. Gonna half give myself a pat on the back. Told you this. This lined up really well for the Bills. They were desperate for a win. The week after the Cowboys get all this love and they beat their division Eagles and going up to Buffalo. 
And Buffalo had more of a more of a season swoon than I let on. I again, my buddy told me Buffalo to miss the playoffs. He really liked the bet. I started to believe. Uh, Buffalo's really good. I know the AFC depth wise. There's a lot of teams that they need to jump to get into the playoffs, and they started that this week already. The Bills are going to get there, and they're going to be really tough. They're going to be really tough. So, um, big win over the Cowboys for them. Bills now go at Chargers. Feels okay. Patriots feels okay. Uh, and then a Dolphins game. That let's see what that means. Let's see what that means. Final week of the season. Uh, Bills looked really good. Josh Allen. I think he accounts for the most touchdowns easy in the NFL. I think it's like 37 to 31, something like that. Might even be more now. Uh, they're back to look in the park, and part of that is because James Cook, their running back. Yo, he looked awesome the other night uh, against the Cowboys' defense too. So that that's always the part that people are like, if the Bills could run the ball, they could really be something. Good analysis. Ravens beat the Jaguars. Jaguars left about 16 points on the board in the first first half. Um, they were in the red zone or inside like the 36-yard line four times, and I think they got no points. Uh, the Agnew touchdown catch was cool, but the Jaguars, who people were like really hot to trot on, especially after they won five in a row, killed by the Niners, beat the Titans and Texans. They've now lost three straight Bengals, Browns, Ravens. AFC North, uh, at the Bucks will be tricky, and then Panthers-Titans. So, I don't know. This this was a Jaguars team that people were talking about, sneaky Super Bowl. I don't know if anyone's feeling that right now. Um, you know, we've talked about NFL teams having their midseason skids or wherever you have it, early, late, middle. Niners had theirs. Maybe this is the Jags. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't really feel it coming into the season. Don't really feel it right now. They could still win that division, but should they be tied with? Should they be tied with Indianapolis and Houston right now? Jags, uh, and meanwhile the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are really good. They're a real team. Really real. Eleven and three, and in the AFC, like you can you can talk yourself into the Dolphins, and I I think we're going to at the end of the year. Chiefs with Mahomes, obviously. The AFC feels bleh. Any, any of those guys could come out of that. You're just not going to really believe in the Browns. Like, they're having fun and winning games. Chiefs, you'll believe in because of Mahomes, but they've looked pretty ugly recently. Then it's Bills Dolphins, I think. You know, told you I'm buying Bills stock. No one's secretly going to believe in the Dolphins until they do it, which sounds rude, but that's how we treat unique teams. And Tua, Tyreek, like, they almost feel too good to be true. They almost feel too good to be true. They they win one playoff game, and I can see the vibe around them. Ravens have a coach that's place. been there. Lamar's the man. Um, and their defense feels better than it's ever been. So, uh, Ravens, like, Ravens-Niners rematch. Harbaugh Bowl. Could be into that. That kind of feels like the favorites right now. Uh, let's see what happens these final weeks. Uh, I thought the weekend was okay, football-wise. Need a little more juice, if I'm being honest. Sometimes they'd flip to a game, and you were just like, oh, God. This game. Like Tennessee-Houston, I don't... I know that was a good game. Indy, like, it, like, 
The games the that game, had pregame juice. The games were okay. Orders. They got better later in the day. And I guess, you know what hurt? The Bills just killed the Cowboys. Like if that, that was game was be, as good as That was supposed to be the been. game, and it just wasn't. Even the late night game, like, yeah, Jags. Uh, all right, guys. Hopefully we get some baseball news uh, in the coming days. And uh, get ready for the holiday season. Subscribe.